Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. The Action Network Podcast. I'm just about that action, boss. Ready! Throwing end zone. Spectacular catch. They're saying it's a catch. Touchdown. You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? <laughs> and we are underway. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Action Network podcast presented by BetMGM. I am your host, Chris Raybon, and today we've got our NFL player projections episode for week number 10. We're going to run through our top five at each skill position, discuss players we're high and low on, and throw out some player props for each position as well. Here to break it down with me, one of the most accurate fantasy football rankers in the game, the odds maker, Sean Kerner. Sean, uh, welcome back. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, good to be back. Uh, just completely exhausted but well worth it you know i got to go golf with my buddies for like three (laughs) straight days and just absolutely gorgeous weather it was like 90 degrees though so insanely hot uh got to watch you know most of the game sunday i was still updating projections but didn't get to do some of my other stuff but yeah had a a blast and i know you're you're heading off to a wedding uh this week too so uh hope you have a good time there yeah, I'll, uh, I'm uh, I'm pretty up against it right now, so uh, bear <laughs> yeah. with me. But uh, I thought I had it was a really fun week. I thought it one of the most entertaining NFL weeks, yeah, uh, probably probably in years, really. I mean, mm. the CJ Stroud thing, the yeah. Josh Dobbs. It was just a really really cool week. All those good matchups. Tyreek Hill getting fumble six. Uh, fun fun week. CJ yep. Stroud pulling ahead of Laporta again now on that Hall of Fame. But- Hall of Fame. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I mean, they both might make it at this point. Yeah, right. All right. Uh, we'll jump right into quarterback. Uh, who you got for your top five? Uh, so I have Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, number two. Uh, then I have Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, and Justin Herbert. Uh, yep, I got Allen, Burrow, Jackson, uh, Prescott, and Herbert as well. So pretty similar nice. there. Who you high on? Uh, I'm high on Geno Smith right now um you know he's my qb8 to start the week ecr has him qb11 um but you know he had a brutal week nine uh but if you think about it he's coming off a two-week stretch where he had to face two of the top defenses in the league and the browns and ravens um so should bounce back with a good game here against the commanders 
you know, their defense ranks 29th in DVOA against the pass. Um, and they just had a bit of a fire sale uh, with their defense. So it should be even easier going forward. So I think he bounces back here. Plus, you know, I, I always thought, you know, his his value would probably go up later in the season once Jackson Smith and Ajigba kind of breaks out. And that's been happening. So this is turning into one of the best wide receiver trios in the league. Um, and plus, Seattle has the fourth highest team total of the week. That's always good uh, for quarterbacks. You know, his odds of scoring two or more touchdowns through the air are probably elevated this week. So uh, I like Geno as a top 10 quarterback this week. Yeah, I think we both kind of called it last week. It was just not the week <laughs> uh, for Geno yeah. Smith at all. And predictably, he face-planted uh, along with the rest of that Seattle team. But it's been a rough year for Geno, uh, just fantasy-wise. So yeah. hopefully uh, he gets back to it this week in what should be a, a much easier matchup. Uh, yeah, he's my QB 10 to start the week. Nice. I am high on Tara Heineke. Uh, he's my quarterback 15. He's QB 21 in ECR. And that's basically because you're going to get some more stress to throw the football from this Arizona Cardinal team. Now that Kyler Murray is back, at least you would think, but either way, it's a bad defense uh, for this Arizona Cardinal team and uh, should have a good chance of getting Drake London back. So I think the circumstances this week for Heineke uh, will be a lot better than they were last week uh, when he was facing that, you know, Minnesota blitz, which is really tough to, you know, I think people are still kind of sleeping on Minnesota, uh, but it's it's a completely different team from last year, just in a lot of ways. So uh, this week against Arizona, uh, I think Heineke has a better day and uh, may surprise some people. So high on him. Yeah, I was kind of shocked they were only minus one against Cardinals, but it, you know, it makes sense with Kyler returning. James Conner also might be back. So that, yep. that helps elevate the offense you know the passing attack for the falcons they might have to keep throwing the ball yeah i mean who knows with arthur smith these days what he's gonna <laughs> do right. but, uh, yeah i mean he's to start the week at least he's popping a little bit uh compared to consensus who you low on uh i'm low on deshaun watson um against the ravens you know ecr has him qb19 but i am all the way down to qb26 uh, with only 28 starting quarterbacks this week so that shows how low i am on him, uh, you know, last week he did, you know, he was able to take advantage of the easy matchup against the Cardinals. His shoulder appeared to be much healthier, so that's good for him long-term. That was looking really scary for a second there. Uh, but this is just an absolutely brutal matchup. You know, the Ravens' defense ranks second in DVO against the pass. Um, you know, the Browns have the second lowest team total of the week. So that's, you know, going to be really tough for Watson to score multiple touchdowns here. He, he hasn't really flashed enough upside to really trust him against a good defense. So, I mean, he is way down there in my rankings to, to open the week. Yeah, he is my QB 24. So not quite as low as you, but right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. Even in two, two QB league, that Ravens defense just was so good. Yep. Uh, I am low on Derek Carr this week. He is my QB 19. He's QB 15 in, expert consensus and uh for me it's again facing this minnesota pass defense i think it's you know people are kind of looking at it the same way they looked at it last year when daniel jones was just had like a perfect game against them in the playoffs and they were just bad but i think brian flores has really transformed this defense and you know they're blitzing like over half the time on passing downs and that's just tough for opposing quarterbacks you got to get the ball out it's confusing you might you might trick them into some uh some turnovers and things like that so their pass defense is up to 13th in DVOA and Carr is also losing 
snaps here and there to Taysom Hill at quarterback, <laughs> including in the red zone. I, I believe Taysom threw a touchdown uh, last week. So Carr is not really uh, on that streamer borderline for me. He's squarely a kind of two QB league super flex start for me in week 10. All right. Uh, let's see for props. Let's got to go with Kyler here. <laughs> Your projections are probably ahead of mine this week, but are we going passing yards or rushing? Yeah. Yards yeah. Yeah. Let's go passing yards. Just okay. because I mean, that's really where the Cardinals have been struggling is to produce passing yards, especially without Dobbs. So I'm going to go with, let's go to even 200 and a half. <laughs> Look what I wrote down. What are you... See that 200 and a half. I don't know if you could see that. Oh, wow. Um, so. Wow. Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> um, oh, it's a true coin flip. I'll go over here, but barely. Because I think he'll yeah, scramble. He'll scramble a little bit less early on. So I'll give him like five extra yards. Uh, just based on my gut, but that's obviously a good line. Uh, where do you have his rushing yards though? That's I, I think that's also uh, tricky to project right now. Uh, right around thirty. Okay, I'm around twenty-five. Okay, so yeah, let's give him those five yards. I'm not giving him on the ground through the air. There, <laughs> that's the tiebreaker. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's about right. Um, it's you know, he could come out. He could come out throwing a lot more, but. It's tough to know with but this that, Cardinal team. Where, where do you have him ranked? That that this puts him right on the cusp of uh, QB twelve, right? Yep, I have him QB thirteen. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Yeah, QB thirteen. I mean, you would have to decide like him or Baker Mayfield or Russell Wilson, Josh Dobbs. So that that last slot's kind of wide open. So I think just I, we'll have to hear you know how he's looking in practice, how he's you know anticipating like running the ball. Uh, that will mm-hmm. probably dictate where he ultimately ends up. But yeah, right now I'm QB 13. All right, let's go to running back. Uh, who are you? Uh, no, who are your top five? Yeah, so my top five is uh, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, welcome back. Austin Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Travis Etienne, and Tony Pollard. I got McCaffrey, Taylor, Etienne, Eckler, and Josh Jacobs in the top five. Yes. Uh, who are you high on? Uh, so I'm high on your boy, Alexander Madison, this <laughs> He's week. Back. He's back. <laughs> back to being the workhorse running back. Yep. You know, um, it was a near even, you know, 50-50 committee last week uh, before Cam Akers, you know, unfortunately tore his Achilles again. Just on a side note, that's that's going to be really tough for him to return next year or beyond um, just because that's that's the second time now. He's torn his Achilles, so hope, hopefully he gets better. But, uh, you know, with him out, Madison's probably back to being the true workhorse back. You know, I, I don't think I expect Ty Chandler uh, to really eat into his workload nearly as much as Cam Akers. So, well, the, the Saints isn't necessarily a great matchup. Uh, with Madison, we're never really banking on efficiency anyway. So at least we can bank on volume again. So I think he's back in that, you know, low-end RB2 status. I, I have him RB15, actually, to open up the week. Uh, so, so I like him this week. I, I think you trust him uh, to see 20 plus touches again. Um, and the other back is uh, Keaton Mitchell. Um, you know, I was keeping tabs on him last week in case he returned from his hamstring injury. Uh, not, not a back I'm playing in fantasy. There, there weren't any player props, but for the fancy pros contest, you know, I just wanted to make sure I was a bit higher on him. So I was like over 20 slots higher on him versus ECR. I thought he was sneaky. 
Uh, and, you know, sure enough, he had a couple of good runs early on and they just kind of stuck with him. Uh, and he had that massive, massive game. I think what nine carries for like almost 140 yards. Um, so obviously he's going to be just, you know, very popular waiver wire ad this week. And normally I shit on those guys. Like usually they're overrated, but I think he could be sneaky because this is a backfield where he could absolutely become the workhorse back out of the blue. Um, you know, I don't think Gus Edwards has as strong uh, of a hold on this as, you know, other lead backs. And I think we saw like, um, you know, even after Gus had two touchdowns, they kind of let Keaton Mitchell be the lead back after that. Um, and then Justice Hill saw a ton of work in garbage time. So I think there's a chance Mitchell could be the lead back this week. Granted, it is a tough matchup against the Browns. So I only have Mitchell as my RB38. Uh, so he's a guy I think, you know, we should be adding this week, kind of using him as an RB3 flex option if needed. Uh, but going forward, I think there's a chance, you know, he could be an RB2 value or better um, where he, he doesn't really need an injury to, to overtake sort of a two, three man backfield. So loved what I saw. I, I know he's going to be popular this week, but I think for good reason. So I think he's a guy we should, uh, you know, consider a potential RB2 back going forward. Yeah, definitely. It's, you know, he's, he's very talented. I, I was looking, I was kind of keeping tabs on him too. And that's not a good look for a guy like Justice Hill, who is mm-hmm. the, you know, the, kind of de facto number two back now is he got a lot of work last week in the blowout, but I think Keaton Mitchell's can easily cut into at least Hills, if not uh, Gus Edwards. I am high on Rashad White this week. Uh, he's my RB 12. He's RB 17 in consensus. And that's just because he's been a, a big threat in the passing game. He continues to see uh, about 80% of the, over 80% of the passing down snaps run, running a route over 70% of the dropbacks. And, you know, last week he saw 20 carries. He's seen about 70, 75% of the running back carries as well. So just a good workload for him, even though the Titans are somewhat of a tough matchup. You know, they've started to show cracks in their run defense. It hasn't been as good as we, we've kind of been accustomed to. We saw the Steelers and Najee Harris have success last Thursday night. So Rashad White, you know, all this passing down work, uh, I think is kind of keeping him afloat and they can't really find any answers with that backup uh, tandem of Edmonds and Vaughn. Those guys aren't really doing much. And every time they get on the field, they don't really look good. So uh, I I have Rashad White as a top 12 uh, back this week. So like him. Yeah, right there with you. He's my RB14. I thought, you know, I thought Chase Edmonds was going to potentially make a run for that number two role. They've they've been really trying to get somebody else involved, but hasn't worked out. So it looks like White's like more of a true workhorse back right now. So uh, I agree. He he should be like a high-end RB2 this week. Who are you low on? I'm low on Saquon Barkley. Uh, He opens the week as my RB19. I think consensus has him like still in the top 10. Uh, but this is ju- the Giants season is going to go from bad to worse. You know, it's it's one thing to go from Daniel Jones to Tyrod Taylor. It's a whole other thing to go from those two to Tommy DeVito and Jacob Eason and Matt Barkley, whoever the hell they decide to start. It's going to be a problem. Uh, they are just massive dogs this week against the Cowboys. They, they have a team total of 11 and a half, one of the lowest I've seen in quite some time. So, you know, Barkley doesn't have much touch on upside here um it's going to be easier for dallas to just focus on slowing down barkley early on i bet um and then his only upside in this situation would be you know maybe he'll see a bunch of targets later in the game when they're getting blown out but why would you even risk barkley in the game at that point so i just think he has a really low floor this week nothing against him this is just a really bad situation 
where he's going to be, you know, severely impacted by it. Um, and then the other guys, Zach Moss, uh, you know, unfortunately, it looks like his time of splitting touches with uh, Jonathan Taylor is coming to an end. Uh, last week, JT complete took complete control of the backfield. So we saw Moss's rusher uh, get nearly cut in half. Uh, his routes run rate went from like 35% down to 10%. So, you know, if this trend continues, which I think it will, he's just more of a, you know, high upside backup now, as opposed to a guy that we can almost trust as an RB2 or an RB3. Um, so, you know, his phone while lasted, but as of now, I think we, we have to put Zach Moss back on our bench, but don't drop him because if JT wherever ever missed time, you know, he could, you know, put up uh, RB1 numbers again. Yeah, that close backfield is, is tough to uh, decipher, but it, it looks like Taylor is back uh, in complete yeah. control. Top five back uh, for me this week. Uh, I am low on Aaron Jones this week. Uh, he is the RB13. In consensus, I have RB18, and you know he did start to take a little bit more of the rush share uh, and backfield snap share last week. He had uh, 60% of the running back carries. Uh, he had uh, 52% route participation rate to A.J. Dillon's 39%. So he's getting back there, but uh, still don't completely trust him against a Steelers defense that's top 10 in adjusted line yards allowed and uh you know pretty solid against the run but just a just a little bit above average in DVOA and this guy Jones you know he hasn't really been able to make it through many games this year but you know even if he does this is a a game with a total of just 38 and the Packers are underdogs so you know the game script might you might not have as many running plays as you did in a 20 to 3 win over the Rams that were starting Brett Ripon. So we we see this every year with Matt LaFleur where, you know, the minute Aaron Jones starts doing well, <laughs> he goes away from him again. So yeah. I still have him as a top 20 back, but, you know, him as an RB1, I think that's a little bit of a stretch this week. I'm projected for about 12 and a half, 12 to 13 carries, uh, even though he got, I think it was 20 last week. Yeah, same. And I was going to say that they had 39 rush attempts yeah. last week, just thanks to the blowout. So, you know, he benefited from that. He did look, you know, closer to 100% than we've seen in a couple of years now. Uh, so the health is there. But yeah, I, I don't know if we could bank on 24, 25 touches from him going forward. So yeah, I, I have him uh, closer to like RB20. So I'm right there with you. All right, uh, what are we doing for the prop? Well, let's go with Keaton Mitchell. Uh, total rushing yards against the Browns, of course, is a tough matchup. And he still has a wide range of outcomes. I'm not saying he's an RB2 yet. He has that mm -hmm. upside. But curious to hear, you know, where you have him to open the week. But uh, I have his rushing prop right now at uh, 35 and a half yards. Oh, way under. I, I, oh, he's, okay. still, he's still the number three back for me. Like he's still getting like 15% yeah. of the carries. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, this is also, I mean, it, you know, he did get in the game, but this, I mean, this was a blowout almost from the start. So it's, you, you still have to kind of look at, okay, you know, where is he in the pecking order? Like I still think justice Hill, I mean, Edwards will start and justice. So I still think would enter the game before him. So, you know, depending how this goes, um, I think you could still see him go back to kind of, more of like what his season average is in terms, like instead of that, just one game. So yeah, I still have him pretty well, but definitely a guy to monitor, yeah. but 
Uh, yeah, I, th- I mean, I think thirty. If if a if a prop <laughs> well, came out with thirty five and a half, I would yeah, I, I would be slamming that under. I don't, I'll tell you that. I don't think we'll see any props from him. <laughs> and there's not really a season average for him to go back to because he had zero rush attempts before last week. Well, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, he had like three at, games appeared in, and yet he's averaging like about fifteen percent of the carries overall. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. But and if you look at like when Justice Hill's getting his touches, it was when the game was over. It mm-hmm. was almost like they bubble wrap Mitchell, where that could have been the time. Yeah, let him get a few more carries, but they just, you know, True. shut him down. Uh so I, I'm being very sneaky here with this prop. I understand that. But uh yeah, I think I think thirty five and a half sounds about right, based on my projections. But Oof. yeah, if, if they offer this prop, um he has, look, he has a wide range of outcomes. I, I wouldn't yeah. be shocked if he finished with 20 or 50. Uh, but, uh, okay, I got it. You're under that for now. It makes sense. Yeah, I mean, one week, you know, we've seen this so many times where guys, yeah. it's like, it's hard to try. It's like, you know what will happen at the end of the day. It's just Gus Edwards is scoring three touchdowns. Like, that's, yeah, that's fine. That's the only you thing know we what? can count on for this Baltimore back, back That's here. totally fine. It, this kind of reminds me of the Jaleel McLaughlin yeah. Um, situation yeah. from a few weeks ago i said look like he could end up being on your bench like mclaughlin is right now he could be an rb2 it's just a white but in that situation i thought you know i don't think he's gonna leapfrog javante williams mm-hmm. um whereas you know since jk dobbins is out i think that's why it opens it up so yeah and it, this is a brutal matchup so um i i admit this is probably a bit high but but you know i, I believe in him this week no, I love, love him as a player. I've been. Yeah. I, I remember asking Stucky a couple weeks ago when he was first active. Oh like, yeah. Do you, have you heard any inside info? Because Stuck is a big yeah. Ravens guy. <laughs> so it's like, have you heard anything? Because I, I, I hear this guy Mitchell is going to start getting some some runs. Yeah. So. As a reminder, the Action Network podcast is presented by Bet MGM. Use bonus code Action when signing up to get up to fifteen hundred dollars paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be twenty-one or older. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great, too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. So you know what everyone loves, Sean? Compliments. And compliments are guaranteed after making the leap to skincare with Caldera Lab. And I'm talking about how you look today and 20 years from now. The results are incredible. In a little time, men's skincare and Caldera Lab are the perfect pair for you to look and feel your best. Super easy to add to your morning and nightly routine. Clear skin, less wrinkles, and signs of aging. Enough said. Caldera Lab skincare. Join the other 100,000 men who trust Caldera Lab to show your best first impression this fall. Now, Caldera Lab knows the skincare world is heavily female-driven and has long been the wild, wild west for men. That's why they're making the solution simple with just three steps. Number one, the clean slate, which is a face wash to start and end your day. Number two, the base layer, which is a daily moisturizer to hydrate your skin. And number three, the good, which is an eye serum you can put on at night to help your skin look tighter and smoother. Just for our audience, we have an exclusive deal. You'd use code TAN at calderalab.com and get 20% off right now. That's 20% off with code TAN at calderalab.com. Make unforgettable first impressions with Caldera Lab. All right, Sean, we got for your top five at wide receiver? Uh, so I have Jamar Chase, uh, number one, but he, you know, he's questionable this week. So uh, it could be Stephon Diggs, number one. Um, and then I have Amon Ross St. Brown, CeeDee Lamb, and Keenan Allen. Yeah, Chase had that hard fall. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris Collinsworth seemed to, he was like, he's crawling out of bed tomorrow. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. He's a don't uh, call him or whatever. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I got uh, Diggs, Chase, Allen, Lamb, Amonra. Oh, and uh, Tank Dell just missed my top five. Where is he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's wide he's receiver seven right now oh, for me. Oh, 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 wow. As a Tank Dell fan, that, even I'm not that yeah. high, but uh, I respect it. Isn't um, that, uh, that crazy? And his ECR is like 24. I, I think I'm closer to where he should be, but I, I you know, was shocked that he was wide receiver seven. Who are you hiring on? Uh, I guess it should be Tank Dell, but I'm going right. to go with Marquise Brown. Um, he's my wide receiver 25, which is a bit higher than ECR. But, um, you know, he managed to post a four-catch 24-yard game last week, which in context is, like, extremely impressive considering how awful Clayton Toon uh, looked last, last week. And it was a tough matchup against the Browns. Um, so I'm definitely forgiving Hollywood Brown for that line. But he should get a massive boost if Kyler Murray does return this week. Um, so I, I think he's, you know, going to be a, you know, fringe wide receiver two, wide receiver three option, just based on his usage. If Kyler Murray can get this offense sustained over 200 yards of passing offense. So I, I like Marquise Brown to bounce back this week. I'm also really high on Khalil Shakur. Uh, he's my wide receiver 44 to open the week. Um, and I had mentioned that obviously, you know, Dalton Kincaid was going to benefit from Dawson Knox being out, you know, he's getting a ton of playing time, ton of targets. But it's also Shakir uh, who benefits as well because, you know, the Bills are just using way more 11 personnel. Uh, So he's, you know, been averaging about a 75% routes run rate the past two weeks with Dawson Knox out. Um, Three straight games of four more receptions. Um, And the Broncos, you know, they rank dead last in DVO against the past. Um, This does seem like a game where, you know, they, they would just maybe lean on more shorter passes to a guy like Shakir than just bombing it to Gabe Davis, although we'll see. Uh, so I think Shakir, just based on his underlying usage, 
uh, has a pretty high floor. And, you know, he's a solid option, um, you know, wide receiver three flex type of option in deeper leagues. Yeah, he's finally starting to come on after he was buried on the depth chart to start the year. I think he was behind Sherfield and uh, Deontay Hardy. But, yeah. uh, you know, with that that need for kind of going back to one one personnel, uh, he stepped it up. All right, I am high on Tankdale. <laughs> oh, he is, he's my. I mean, he. I don't have a wide receiver. Would you say seven? He's seven my wide right receiver yeah. eleven. But I mean, yeah, point taken. He <laughs> re- came back from his concussion and has run a route on ninety percent of the dropbacks. And yeah, last week I was hiring him as well. What I what I say? He's like the smoothest juker in the league this side of Tyreek Hill, and you know he kind of proved my point because you know everyone talks about C.J. Stroud and that and rightfully so, but. I mean, for that drive to happen, Tank Dell has to get open a couple of times in some really tight windows in a clutch. And he did. I mean, that that catch on the sideline and then the touchdown to end the game split between two defenders. This guy just knows how to get open. Um, yeah. He's on the field pretty much every snap these days. And, you know, talked about it early, like in the offseason. The first game I ever saw him play for Houston, I was like, this guy's already the best play, like receiver on a team in terms of separation. And I think that's still true. You know, as good a year as Nico is having, I think what we're starting to learn about CJ Stroud too, is that he's just a star. He's making everyone better. Right. So overall, I think tank is, I would still say is probably the best wide receiver on this team. And Nico has improved and, you know, he's having that, what is it? Your year three breakout or whatever. But uh, we also know, like, look at what Stroud has done with Noah Brown. I don't think Noah Brown ever had, like a hundred fifty yard game, yeah. uh, even with Dak Prescott in that in that Cowboys offense that was putting up some numbers. Uh, so, uh, yeah, really like Tank Dell uh, this week uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals in a game where another game, you know, Joe Burrow's looking a lot better. That offense looking a lot better. So another game where the Texans may have to score thirty plus uh, to hang around in in this one. So, uh, like Tank Dell, he's my wide receiver eleven, and yeah, he's still kind of a fringe wide receiver too in uh, expert consensus. All right, who are you low on? Uh, I'm low on Michael Thomas. Uh, begins the week as my wide receiver 43. And, you know, he's he's coming off his first catchless game of the season. And I noticed something bizarre on Saturday where, like, all of his receiving props were off the board. Um, they, they were up in the morning and they were just gone completely for the rest of the day. I don't know if they popped back up Sunday, but I thought that was fishy. I know the Saints have had like an illness going through yeah. the locker room yep, yep. a couple of weeks. So I don't know if like there was like inside info. He was sick or like, and then he has a catchless game. So that was very concerning. We, we've seen his routes run rate drop three straight games. Um, three of the last five games, he's been held below a 20% target rate. Uh, so maybe he's just fading a bit. You know, he had kind of a hot start. Um, you know, Rashid Shahid's tearing it up. Chris Olave is obviously a stud. So um, you know, he could absolutely bounce back, but just flagging it uh, and, and just saying, you know, he's outside my top 40 for now. Um, and the other guy uh, I'm low on is Noah Brown, just just because I'm getting a ton of questions about him today after you mentioned it, his massive six catch, 153-yard game and a touchdown. Uh, but I had mentioned a couple weeks ago that, you know, his return was going to complicate the wide receiver room a, a bit. You know, we could obviously still trust, you know, Tank Dell and Nico Collins, but um, you know, then Robert Woods got hurt. So we didn't have to kind of project them with everybody healthy. But, you know, we could see Robert Woods return this week, which will directly impact Noah Brown. Um, you know, I think he, he's probably going to see his routes run rate take quite a bit of a hit if uh, Woods returns. So, 
Well, we can't. We we also can't bank on CJ Stroud throwing for uh, four hundred and seventy yards most weeks, maybe some weeks, <laughs> if I'm being honest. But uh, that that was a big reason why Brown had a big game. But I think for now, um, we can only really trust Tank Dell, Nico Collins, and Dalton Schultz uh, in our fancy lineups. Whereas you know I have Brown outside of my top sixty, so he's a guy that. You know, a lot of people are outing on the waiver wire, but I would just be careful with that. I don't think he's a guy we could trust quite yet. I think he would need, you know, Dell or Collins to go down for us really ranking him in the top 40. So I, I've been telling people to you, cool it with Noah Brown. Are you pre- are you projecting Woods back this week or no? Yeah, yeah, I'm projecting him back. If he were out, um, you know, I, I don't even know if Brown would be in my top 40. Um, but I think Woods is expected to return this week or he's like, trending that way yeah um it, yeah it's, it's gonna be interesting because i mean brown has played well uh he's played tight, yeah. probably outplayed woods but yeah last week i was really high on brown uh he's definitely i think it, like i think it was one of the only people that had him inside my top 50 even um, yeah same. But this week <laughs> yeah this week i have him around 60 to start he would he would bump he would be around my fit like around right inside that top 50 i think if um if woods was out but yeah f- into the 40s that that might be a little bit of a stretch for uh, for Brown, but he's fifty one yeah. to start the week, so yeah, um, don't have too much of a beef with it. I am low on a couple of guys. First guy, Devonte Adams. Uh, he's my wide receiver twenty two to start the week. He's sixteen in ECR, so he is dropping rightfully so. This Jets defense just really tough uh, against wide receivers when you have that combination of Sauce Gardner and. DJ Reed on the outside. And we've seen Devontae's production really drop off these last few weeks, whether it's been Garoppolo and now, you know, O'Connell in the lineup. So, you know, he, he was happier because they got the win, but you know, this is a, now it's going to be a tough matchup for O'Connell to get him the ball in this one. And if he does force feed him, I don't think it's going to end well. So uh, just kind of a tough situation all around the total in this game is 36. So you expect in a low scoring game, not a ton of touchdown equity. And the Raiders have been kind of taking advantage of all the coverage Adams gets. That's it's really opened up Jacoby Myers game. So we're seeing Myers get into the end zone and really give Adams a run for his money in terms of fantasy production. So low on Adams and the other guy's Christian Watson. You know, this guy just has trouble staying healthy throughout games mm-hmm. and finishing games. And he just really hasn't been productive this year so uh he is my wide receiver 44 and he's wide receiver uh 37 in consensus i would if i could help it i would not uh want to start him even as a number three wide receiver you know you could see a lot of joey porter uh in that pittsburgh game which you know he's been a he's been a uh, really playing well. So I, I think there are better receivers that you can go to, especially with this is another one of these low-scoring games. The total's just yeah. uh, 38, I believe it is. So not a ton of touchdown equity. He's not really busting off these big plays, uh, which I guess is somewhat predictable. It's hard to rely on those. And uh, just nothing's really great, <laughs> going great with this Packer offense. I mean, you know, they, they, they're feeling good. They got the win last week, but you still put up a below-average amount of points on offense. 20 points is still... Uh, below the league average, which is around 22. So uh, not really, nothing really to hang your hat on anymore with Christian Watson. Yeah, he uh, luckily avoided the concussion protocol, but, yep. you know, he's dealing with back, chest injuries. Uh, you know, he missed a handful of games with a hamstring injury, like you said. Like, 
even if he suits up, you can never bank on him to finish full game now, which is really frustrating. So, yeah, he's I think he's outside of my top 40 as well. All right, let's see. For the prop, we're going to go with Quentin Johnston. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm going to go with his receiving yardage, and we're going to go – we got 14 on Monday night. Yep. He Two ran for around 14. On almost, yeah, he was on the field almost every snap, but it was a tough matchup against yeah. the Jets. Yep. So 36 and a half, Palmer on the, uh, the well, IR now, but you got Guyton yeah. back. So yep. let's go. Yeah, let's go, Johnson. 34 and uh, yeah, well, I say, no, 36 and a half. 36 30, and a half. Give me those two extra yards. I wrote 30, uh, but that's that's a good line. Uh, okay. I have his projection at 36, so I'm just thinking his median's closer to 30. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm not, again, I was one of the people saying it's too soon to call him a bust, uh, but I, I definitely don't think he's ready uh, to be the number two receiver. I think Guyton's return could eat into that a bit. So I'll, I'll lean under here, but I, I would be shocked at some point if he does break out. Um, but in, until we see it, it's hard to trust him. Yeah, it's, I mean, this could be a week where he has at least a better box yeah. score. I mean, the Jet, you know, he was on the field, his season high routes, 95%. The Jets are just a really tough matchup, but Guyton yeah. actually may help because Guyton may run those wind sprint clear out routes that right. open up Johnston for more, intermediate underneath stuff, just higher percentage looks uh, to at least get the ball in his hands. Uh, okay. Tight end. Who you got top five? Oh, baby. I got Sam Laporta. Number one. Whoa. Oh man. That feels good to say that. Uh, we'll see if he stays there by the end of the week, but I have him number one. Uh, and then I have who he replaced. Number two, TJ Hawkinson. Uh, then I have Dalton Kincaid. So two rookies in my top three, uh, George Kittle, and then Mark Andrews. I have I still have Andrews number one, uh, Laporta number two, Kittle number three, Kincaid uh, number four, and then Hawkinson five. Who are you high on? Um, I'm I guess I'm high on Mike Kosicki. Uh, I'm pretty in line <laughs> with like the top fifteen tight ends. Uh, we had that historic streamer week of tight ends a couple weeks ago, so nothing too exciting there. But um, I had thought you know with the Patriots wide receiver room decimated. Maybe they'll get Mike Gusecki more involved and obviously, you know, Hunter Henry. Um, and that's exactly what happened. Both tight ends uh, topped an 85% routes run rate. Uh, luckily, I was out this weekend. I probably would have uh, bet on Gusecki's over on his receiving props. Uh, thank God I didn't because, you know, even though he had a season high in playing time, he uh, only saw one target, which was a season low. Didn't even catch the target either. So uh, had a goose egg, but it was at least encouraging to see you know, the underlying usage being that high, I think that could stay going forward. You know, the, the wide receiver room is going to be an issue uh, for the rest of the season. So it, it just would make sense to just play Henry and Gasecki over 85% of the pass attempts. So um, I, I could see him turning into, you know, a top 20 option um, going forward. Uh, obviously nothing I get too excited about, um, but, you know, he could sneak in there. You know, also Kay Dodden uh, is on the rise. So he's a guy that could be, you know, a sneaky top 15 option uh, this week. But other than that, I'm pretty much in line with ECR on these top 20 guys. Yeah, Gasicki's playing time definitely rose. I mean, maybe it goes back down a little if Parker is back. Um, they seem to not want to play yeah. Keyshawn Boutte. <laughs> yeah. Healthy scratching him. But uh, yeah, I noticed that too. His routes run, his route participation jumped way up last week. Uh, I'm high on Jake Ferguson. Uh, I know you were high on him last week. That was a great mm. call. And uh, he continues to be on the field almost every uh, passing snap, he has seen his route participation rate go from 80 
4% before the bye, 88% coming out of the bye, 89% last week. Uh, going up against the Giants shouldn't be a majorly pass-heavy game script or anything like that for Dallas, but uh, still a good matchup for Ferguson. He's just getting so many routes that uh, it's hard to fade him. So he is my tight end number seven to start the week. He's tight end nine uh, in consensus. So not nice. not too much of a difference, but a little higher. Uh, and uh, I think he's going to continue to have a, a good year. Looks like, you know, that's kind of, he's kind of settling in his Dak's second favorite target after, after CD Lamb. You know, Gallup's been struggling and Brandon Cooks too. Uh, has been kind of absent from from the offense. Yeah, and I think that even once Peyton Hendershot returns, he should, you know, maintain this role. I think he's earned it. You know, Hendershot's injury, you know, allowed him to kind of step up into this, you know, lead tight end role, and he's done great. So I think, yeah, rest of the season should be a top 10 option. All right, who are you low on? Uh, I'm low on Michael Mayer, uh, just because, you know, his, his routes run rate have been a bit of a roller coaster ride. It seems like every time, He's about to break out, uh, you know, and, and potentially be that top 15, you know, tight end. Uh, Austin Hooper comes right back and sees an increase in routes run. It's, it reminds me of, you know, Zach Ertz and Trey McBride uh, a few weeks ago uh, where they're, they're kind of bouncing back and forth. So, you know, Mayor's routes run rate dipped back down to 60%. Not going to be startable um, with that sort of usage. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see. Maybe Aiden O'Connell will target the tight ends a bit more heavily you know jimmy g is completely ignoring them uh for the first several games um but you know while mayor does have i think he still has top 15 upside just can't trust him yet so he's a guy i'm still monitoring but we'll want to see his routes run rate you know continue to rise and you know hooper fade off a bit before we trust him and that that might happen you know it seems like the raiders are in evaluation mode for the second half you know they're starting aiden o'connell who again, I, I'm still saying he's this year's Brock Purdy. Uh, we just need him to see him play a bit better. But uh, we could see Mayer get a lot more playing time in the second half, but we just can't trust him uh, until we actually see that. Yeah, I mean, it's a new new coordinator now, new coach. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of got to be in wait-and-see mode uh, with him. Uh, I am low on uh, David Najoku. Uh, he is the tight end 14 in ECR. He's my tight end 16. So yeah, I'm pretty in line with most, but a couple spots mm-hmm. lower on him. And that's just because this is a tough matchup going against the Baltimore Ravens. They're number 10 in DVOA uh, against tight ends. And you just don't expect uh, a ton of production from this Cleveland offense in this game. So, you know, Najoku's had some good matchups the last few weeks going against Seattle, Arizona. Uh, but now, uh, I think it's a little bit of a tougher matchup, and he's still, you know, not putting up a ton uh, of yardage in there. He's running around about 75% of the time. So uh, it's solid underlying metrics, but nothing that jumps out. So I'd I'd look to other options if I could, just to, I guess a really mm-hmm. tough uh, defense this week. All right, where are we going for the prop? All right, so I have, I have a fun one here. Um, All right. I, I, uh, I ran my simulator uh, 10,000 times this week, and uh, – came up with a line for Sam Laporta's actual rank this week, like where he's going to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's he's my tight end one. It looks like fancy his ECR is tight end one too. Yep. Uh, but just going to show, this is kind of going to show, just because a guy is ranked first doesn't mean like he's expected to finish, you know, as the top scoring sure. tight end. So I have his over under at seven and a half. So basically, Will he finish inside the top seven? That's kind of where I have like the the break even 50-50 for him on his actual rank this week. I'm going to say yes, he will. Inside? Uh, Yeah, I I mean, the Chargers, 
they are allowing the most schedule adjusted receiving yards per game to the tight end position, according to FTN Fantasy, 71.6. So, you know, we saw it last last night with Tyra Conklin, and you so much should have had a touchdown. So their their numbers (laughs) against tight end should have been worse, but shouts to him, save the under uh, for me. So, uh, yeah, I, I think, I mean, it's definitely true that, you know, just because a guy is ranked at a certain spot, you know, mm-hmm. there's a wide range of outcomes. But, uh, yeah, if I'm just looking up and down, I think it's, it's going to be hard-pressed to see more than seven tight ends uh, beating him, especially <laughs> given that it's yeah. a really good matchup. So, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. going to go. Kelsey Kelsey and Goddard run by this week. Oh, Goddard might be out for a while. But, um, yeah. you know, two, you know, the top tight end and another, you know, top 10 tight end is out this week um so it's you know kind of wide open near the top but yeah i think you know top sevens where i have it at a 50 50 chance all right that is gonna do it for our week number 10 nfl player projections episode of the action network podcast presented by bet mgm for more great fantasy content from sean and myself be sure to check out our full fantasy preview episode out right now over on the fantasy flex podcast channel and if you're into betting uh, my weekly betting preview episode Every Thursday with Stucky is right here on this channel. Uh, also, be sure to check out the Action Network Discord. Link in the episode description. ActionNetwork.com for all of our NFL fantasy and betting content. FantasyLabs.com for our DFS tools and models. You can find Sean on X at the underscore oddsmaker. I'm at Chris Raybon. And we're at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app. Until next time, let's get this money. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.